0: Blog Talk Radio. Buzzworthy Radio is on on, the entertainment show that gets you up close and personal with today's hottest stars. Here's your host, nabelle J. Lee. You like that?
1: You like that? Am I one of the up and coming, like hot stars? Because that's pretty cool. I like that a lot. I mean, I think you
0: are considering that you have how many podcasts that you're going to be doing in I the next – I
1: don't want to talk about that. There's way <laughs> too
0: many. The answer is way put too it, many. You, you put it out there, first of all. You put it out there. I did. So I had to bring it up. So, yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, I think in total I'm doing – let's see. TV Source, Bold, G.H., Days, Hollyoaks, Survivor. I feel like there's another one. So at least seven. I think seven. I seven, seven bro and that's just Did like you always... rookie numbers because I've got other numbers that I'm wanting to do so at least seven so there we
0: go <laughs> oh just to clarify it's at least seven it's possibly more than seven I've got a problem <laughs> I might yeah. be addicted to podcasting and um what's wrong with that right?
1: I don't have a problem with what? that
0: no there really isn't because there's lots of stuff to talk about, too, so it, there, there probably shouldn't there shouldn't be an issue. I mean, look, you have seven. Uh, Dayton Confidential has what? Three or four? If that, I think.
1: Uh, so, they're down to one. Like, let's be real. And then they do Pop Confidential, so that's two. So I'm just saying, like, they, they taught me a lot, so I learned a lot, but now I'm just exploiting it, just running the game.
0: Yes, and it seems to be working out well for you. I mean, I'm, I'm enjoying just, it, just yeah, I mean, I'm just going by what I notice, not as if I don't pay attention or anything, but yeah, it seems to be going very well, especially well, now that you that. have of course, especially since uh one of the things that you have brought to the forefront, and it seems that more and more people are kind of wanting to pay attention to it is the overseas soaps now, and thank God, I kinda. Of, I kind of sat here and just went. Um, where were you guys at five, six years ago when we were talking about this at the time? Because this has been a part of our lifespan for a while.
1: For a <laughs> long time. Like I'm pretty sure since the. So when did you start watching Hollyoaks?
0: I started watching Hollyoaks in
1: 2009.
0: Um, okay. So yeah, about so 10 you, years. You've got I've been watching years her. With the show. I got that's ten years awesome. of the show. I started watching it when uh I started watching it the year Warren got killed off, quote unquote killed off because he's obviously not dead. But it was the year that Jamie uh that uh uh Jamie Lomax was leaving the show in two thousand nine when uh Gemma Bizzix came back to reprise the role of Claire Devine uh for for his exit storyline. So Claire. that's when I started so that's when I first started watching the show. And okay. I got to see – yeah, and I got to see the, the flash forward a few months later, which was New Year's, when the murder, murder mystery surrounding Calvin's death. So that's when I got into it. And oh, there was just so much going on at the time. There was that, and then Sarah, Sarah Barnes' death. And oh, that
1: was – dude, still right? right? Bro. Like, I will not – I've. So my friends are like, hey, you should go parachuting uh, with us. And I'm like, have you seen Sarah Barnes' death? Do you understand what that did to me? Like, I can't do it. It's like Final Destination. Like, we just don't mess with that.
0: I – ever since I watched that episode, that traumatized me for life. And just hearing the song and and with the song and everything, and just watching it in slow motion, Mm -hmm. I swear to God, I probably – Probably had a, a out of body experience because I swear to God I might have died with her, and uh, it, it was just one of the most intense deaths that I've ever seen in my life. People can say that the most intense death uh, to to this, to this day, and people can say that they have seen intense deaths on the soaps here in the states. And like, yeah, we you can know. probably put Frankie Fame in there. We can probably put some of the Loving murders in there. We could probably put David Kimball's trash compactor deaths in there, but. <laughs> It does not compare to watching somebody die from parachuting. And not just parachuting, getting the wrong parachute.
1: Right. It wasn't even meant for her.
0: It was not. It, that was it. It was not meant for her. Lydia messed that whole thing up to where it was supposed to falter with Zoe. Sarah wound up taking the wrong parachute. She could it When she unzipped it, it just basically was... Nothing, and she just plummeted right to her death. Hardcore. There was just that was just awful, awful. Wow. Nothing I will ever get past. So if and there were times where I would revisit that story and those episodes when it was on YouTube still, and I just basically said, why
1: am I doing this to myself? You have <laughs> like to torture yourself. One hundred percent. I think that, so. That's not. Sure I think that's I what rewatch, it. but I have rewatched that scene so many times. Like, I can't rewatch the story, but I rewatched that scene, and every time I watched the screen.
0: I mean, I watched the scene. I watched the story because of the scene, because I couldn't just stop at the scene. I had to watch the rest of it. So if I rewatch that scene, I have to watch the rest of it up to the climax of it when Lydia stabs Zoe in the graveyard,
1: and then going forward from that when she's finally arrested. So I'd have to, like, go forward with it. I just remembered, like Mike finding out that she died, and just the the quiet, like just breakdown. Like I just got chills because that scene was so good. That entire mm. story was so good.
0: You know the other the other one that I watch just to rewatch and just and just sit there and smile. I'm actually smiling when I'm watching the scene, and I just look at it and I just go, yeah, this could be on loop all damn day is Final Destination. Yeah. Yeah. So for those that don't know what we're referring to when it comes to Final Destination, we're not talking about the movie. We're talking about the Hollyoaks scene that basically kind of would have stemmed from Final Destination. We, just dub- we basically dubbed it Final Destination because it's definitely something you would see in the movie. Maddie was a bully, and she was bullying Esther, and it was the bus it was the bus crash storyline and enjoy the ride, enjoy the ride. And we basically lost Reese from that story. And also, and you know, I was so happy she died because she left homeboy to die in the car. I was like, you Uh, freaking bitch. I was like, you freaking bitch. You left this boy to die just to save your ass only for you to die five seconds later when you get plummeted by a door from a car. I was like, bro, karma right there. Thank you, Lord, for listening.
1: (laughs) I love that. And I also I'm sure you've seen the goat edit. Of that video?
0: Yes. That's the one I post later now later. whenever I watch it. I always watch the, I always post the GOAT edit one. I'm going like,
1: it just makes it so much better. That was great. It does. That, Alex does really good stunts really well. And I'm so glad to see with the introduction of Hulu and the now way that people are consuming media on the internet that – that fan base is growing so well here in the states, um, and it's something that, like, as you know, like, again, you said it. I've been advocating for this since like I started watching soap. So I started with Hollyoaks when it aired on BBC America back in 2007. Um, they were airing episodes from 2006, and then quickly it got pulled yeah, off. Yeah, they there, were airing on BBC Seven. On, uh, it, mm-hmm. And they threw it up on BBCAmerica.com back when nobody was streaming videos at all. And so you could click on it and it's like this Windows player link. It wasn't even like streaming on the website. You had to like open it up in a different program. And yeah, I did from do that there, with Neighbors.
0: Like,
1: oh, yes, I did that with Neighbors for the longest time too, and it was just mm-hmm. driving me insane. Uh, But to see that now it's like it's here, and people are talking about it, and you see like the soap community that we talk to on a daily basis is picking it up one after another, and it just – it makes me so happy. Like I saw Mark uh, Harding like picked it up yesterday, and I was like, dude, like I've been talking to you about this like I feel like 10-plus years. Thank you for finally jumping on board.
0: It's, it's I saw tie. that tweet today so, too. And I, I looked at it. I was like, you finally are watching Holly Oaks? and it took you how long now before, before you started watching it? God bless you. Like, and, the first, and, the first, and the first, and the first, and the first tweet, obviously I saw from him is the opening credits were cheesy. Openings. I was like, bro, of all people to say that to, that wasn't supposed to be seen by me because for everybody that knows I'm an opening credits junkie. I mean, that's, pretty much my lifeline anybody could tell you you could probably tell me yes. that i it, well first of all, all of no that. first of all let me no 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 first of all i need to make this comment known because he said this this boy said this to me the one day okay. when i posted yes you did you said this to me when i posted about my theme song that i always say is my theme song and you told me i had terrible taste
1: <laughs> i'm
0: sorry no, you're not. My bad. <laughs> not really. No. you are not. No. Sorry. And I just sat there. I was like, I, it's 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 not. You know what? I <laughs> so, I just now look at it great. and I was like, you say I have bad taste. That's so. That's that's fine. You can say I have bad taste because I like that theme song. It's all right that you are flawed. It's okay that you cannot understand. That is
1: okay. I have terrible it taste. Is, Let the record show.
0: You really do have terrible taste. You don't like that theme song. That's already already terrible for you. However, you did kind of win back that you have great taste because Hold On to Love is one of your favorite theme songs. So I might yes, have to say. It
1: literally is so I might have to, is to I
0: might have to say you honestly did win the whole thing because of that, so I was just like, you know I think he's fine. Well,
1: if it makes you feel better. I've even uh, gotten to the point of like teaching myself on piano. I'm not not there where I'm like willing to post that thing on the internet, but I'm like teaching myself "Hold On To Love" by ear, and like, uh it's so good.
0: Nice, it is one of my theme songs, and I don't like the remixes. I, I have to throw that out there. Don't like the remixes. Oh no, um, no, the original all the way. Although oh. I never, I never gave any fault. To the 97 to 2002 14 second opening. I kind of did give it some credit. I didn't hate it. I got annoyed with it, but I didn't hate it. And the reason why I didn't hate it was because I lived through the OJ trial, the first, when it went down in 95, and how they shortened my beloved theme song when the OJ trial was on. Have you seen that? I don't know if you ever saw that.
1: I don't. I did not. So I'll have to look that up after the show. So, um, it, so yeah, shout
0: out to uh, shout out to Mike. Um, he uploads guiding light episodes. He's been uploading guiding light episodes. He's been from basically eighty three to I think right now he's up to nineteen ninety eight. Interesting. But, so basically he. He's up to 1998. He just restarted uploading everything from 80, 83. right now he's in November of 93. Um, but he was also but he also had started way back when doing '94 all the way up to '97, and he stopped in March of '97, but then he continued on from March of '97. now now he's up to November of '98 on this second on his other playlist. Uh, But then he went back again and started again from 88 to now with 93. So I got to see a lot of the early 90s stuff with Alex versus Mindy, with OG, Alexandra with Beverly McKenzie, and my girl Kimberly Sims, and
1: Harley and Dallas first getting together. I'm going to have to watch this, and I'm really upset because I don't have the time, but I want to. And it's like well, me because, it, like,
0: because, you know, you're already watching Classic Bold. I have to let yes, you know. You. I know. So and I, I, it
1: is so good.
0: I watched Classic Bold, too. Like, when they started uploading all of the stuff from the first year, I found it. And then they're now running its second year. I was like, I can't believe they're still uploading these episodes. So just the fact that I'm able to see them again was it was absolutely wonderful, um, but yeah, these these guiding on episodes. I mean, obviously, people who I um, follow here on Twitter as well as follow me know that that was one of my lifelines. I mean, it was the stuff that came out when I got out of school, and I I watched ninety. Uh, I think that's when I started ninety, and I was so enthralled with. I started watching right after Reva went off the bridge, so I never got to see Riva until 95. So I had no idea who Reva was until 95. And so I got to see uh, Daniel, the Daniel St. John story. That was really like one of my first stories with guiding light was the Daniel St. John storyline when uh, what's her face was dead in the pool in 91. That was my first go ahead. And seeing, harley and mallet and alex and mindy and then mindy and nick and oh my god it was just it was just it was just great it was a great time it was a great time in springfield i loved it love springfield um yeah man you gotta check it out dude it's uh, all right there man it's all right there
1: It's the problem is i love so much of everything like so on top of God dang! So on top of watching like all the subs that are airing right now and classic bold, I'm also occasionally dabbling in classic as the world turns. And by classic, I don't actually mean like super classic. I started with the Hogan Sheffer years. Um, oh, you so didn't go back like, because there no, is. I didn't back, go back, back. There is... there, Yeah. Oh, you did. I don't want to go back. Back. I was gonna I say because I, was I like, like it is far. up
0: there on YouTube. Trust me. me, I, I have it subscribed.
1: Like, nope. Nope. <laughs> don't need that in my life. I just want to go back to like ninety nine plus like I would like to oh no, play. I needed that, I oh, no, oh. I
0: needed my eighty eight I needed my I needed my Doug Marlin years. I had to, oh, God. and yeah no i went i went I went far back, bro, I mean when i, and it's still no one has the episode that I want, and I've been That's wanting this episode forever, it's the episode when it was revealed Marsha Talbot killed Doug Cummings. I want that episode so bad, and nobody has it. It seems it's, it's just like that lost episode that no one can get their hands on. And I want that episode so much, and no one has it.
1: Hmm. <clears throat> wonder what?
0: And I thought it was going to – I thought that they had it when the classic As the World Turns channel – started uploading episodes and they did have one episode where Marsha has Franny kidnapped. So I was like, okay, there's something, but still nothing. And I was just so devastated. I was like, somebody's got to have it. Somebody has to have it, but right now no one has it. So
1: I'm very sad. Very, I'm very sad about that. Do you not really well, we'll have to look up the air date and see if we can't see if some listener out there can help us out. I
0: think so. I think I think we're, we'll, we'll be on mission status. We'll be on mission status. See, exactly. Mission status. Mm-hmm. That's right. So, yes, your other mission status, when you find the, the guiding light from 95, I'll basically tell you how the opening was when they shortened it during the OJ trial. It's basically the mid-program bumper.
1: Oh. Hmm.
0: No, hmm. legit. It's legit the mid-program bumper. That's all it is.
1: I don't know if I like that.
0: <laughs> That's weird. No, I don't either. So you see no lighthouse at all. It's just a flashing light. Then it goes to the mid-program bumper. Then the title card. No lighthouse still, and sponsor tag, if there is one. Huh. So it's literally, it's literally the, it's literally the mid-program bumper, just without Alan Burns saying we'll be back with part two of guiding light. That's basically what it is.
1: Interesting. See, me with the CBS soaps, unfortunately, they were never like my show. So I didn't start watching soaps till 06. So by that time, like I didn't start watching CBS till like 07. So all the good stuff in CBS was already done. Like everything that I actually really wanted to see, I've seen by YouTube clips and everything else. Because what aired was the, I saw the end of Getting Light, followed by the end of As World Turns, followed by the destruction of YNR and B&B. Like, it was just, like, downhill straight from the start. But I've I've been able to watch through the power of YouTube and stuff a lot of really great content, and I'm so thankful for that because I get to see why these shows were so iconic, right? Because yeah. what I saw was a little less than iconic.
0: <laughs> Fair point. Uh, you know, and it's one of those things that, I guess whenever I say I grew up watching it when it was the best, I can say that it was because I got to see yeah. in its in heyday how really great it was and it was everything that was so memorable that people to this day still talk about. And, you know, as I said earlier about the David Kibble trash to death, I was like, yeah, I watched that. I also watched when Nina shot him. So, yeah, I got to live that. I also got to live when I watched Diane basically unveil David with the killer tag on his forehead. I got to see that live, too. I also got to see the lab fight live. I got to see the farmhouse live. I got to see a lot of that stuff in you know when I was not in school and at home. It was a thing. So, yeah, I got to see all the villains in its prime with Sheila Carter and David Kimball. Running on muck in Genoa City, and then her going over to The Bold and Beautiful, which to me I thought as a young kid—I mean, this was me at seven years old—I'm watching her on The Bold and Beautiful now as this character that she played on the other on the other show, and I'm just sitting here going, "Why isn't Lauren here with you?" You know what I mean? Because that's what I was mm-hmm. used to. So I just basically was like. Where is Lauren? But she was able to do what she was able to do without Lauren as her catalyst. And I love the fact of the crossovers. I know people – I guess people like to say that this was the first soap to do crossovers with, but I don't think it was.
1: No. I don't think it was. Gosh. It was, I want to say, because another was a, world, another, wasn't it? Another, like, world. another world, yes, Texas.
0: another world in in Texas, yes. Yeah. Because I was like, no, there was another world in Texas. They did that first before Linear B&B did. They just
1: but I think capitalized and did on it. Best. That's, yeah, yeah, they capitalized on the thought of it. And that's that was something, like, so amazing reading about. And the fact that it carried on and drove story on really two shows for – what like a decade
0: and yeah i can. mean this, i mean it 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 was interesting for me because no one really knew about Sheila's pri- prior life for another 3 years or so or more because no one knew so basically she came into she came onto that show and no one knew about her prior existence, even though Lauren crossed over before 95, but she never got the chance to tell anybody that this is what she did. So, you know, it's a whole blackmail thing. She was cheating on Scott with Brad and all that stuff. You know, then that was a whole, that was just more stories that was coming out of it because then, you know, you have Sheila with the, with the puzzle pieces that she took the picture of Brad and Lauren in bed and you know, then Tracy finding out that they slept together because Brad had a heart attack when he slept with Lauren, which I still think to this day is one of the funniest things I've ever witnessed on soaps in my time, is that Brad Carlton had a heart attack when he had sex with Lauren. I think that's one of the
1: craziest things I've ever seen in my life. Oh yeah. That's hilarious. I like, thought that was one that happens. Like, Not really I'm surprised. Like, and I, you really don't have that as a story point
0: No you don't And the the fact that it was A story point I think was genius <laughs> I really do And there it was And it happened And then Scott died I thought it was going to come out then When Scott died Because there was nothing that she could blackmail Lauren with anymore But it didn't come out then For another year and a half And then 95 hit. Kimberlyn was off the show for a little while. She put Sheila poison herself after the hostage at the Forrester Mansion, which I wish I still had on tape. I really do because I did tape that episode when I was in school and I watched it to the point where I thought the tape was going to break because it was one of my favorite episodes and I taped over it. You know, it just <laughs> crushed my heart, but oh, no. I recently did find it on YouTube and I lost it, but it's, I think it's still there, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it's, it's, it's somewhere and um, I got to revisit that and it was, is still to this day remains one of my favorite episodes of all time in, in the past 25 years. I, I can't believe that scene that episode will be 25 years old next, next year. It's insane. And they, those shows back then, as you just said, they had so much wonderful material that we are not getting now because one time constraints, because now more commercial ad space is there, you know, back in the day without commercials, the soaps that were an hour long were 45 minutes. Now without commercials, it's 36. That's 10 minutes that we lost in the matter of a decade because of ad time. I mean, it's insane to think that, but it's really true. You know, just the fact that you're watching, you're watching these old shows and it's like, wow, there's so much more that I'm watching here. I was like, yeah, because there wasn't that much ad time back in the day. You were able to watch a show where it was like 45 minutes So you basically only have 15 minutes of commercials. That's it.
1: But I think the difference, or the important thing to acknowledge there is the use of the time that we have. Like That's the thing that I see people like arguing with B&B, for example, saying, you know what, we can't have another family or we can't do this. Well, I'll argue that there's international shows where the episodes are 20 minutes as well, and you have 40, 50 characters. You know, like, it's that are fleshed out and used. Like it, it's partially in, I think we're afraid to shake the boat, you know, or shake the table a little bit. And you need to find a way to utilize your time wisely.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. And you brought up b Can I just, can, I, I knew we were going to comment on this. Well, at least I was, and I'm sure you knew I was going to bring <laughs> it up. But I need to basically just sit here and just say that I'm highly disappointed by how this whole hope Thomas thing has been going. And I'll be honest. um, I know that a lot of people who stand hope or who stand Steffi have been in my mentions when I mentioned the, last week's episodes, they were very respectful because I know that there are some that are not from what I've gathered, but these people who Mm -hmm. I've talked with have been very, very respectful. They were very open to hearing what I had to say as to why I felt the way I did without being harsh. And that's why I was very happy to talk to them about why I felt the way I did with this storyline and the fact that they were very While they did not agree, they also were very respectful of my opinion as well. They did not – they basically did not shoot me down or they did not treat me shabbily. So I thought that was really, really wonderful, and I thought – you know, and it, from what we hear from certain fans, it's really nice that we get those that get to talk to us and just basically have a difference of opinion and are very open to hearing what we have to say about it. So I commend you guys for that.
1: A hundred percent.
0: Absolutely. But basically what I had said was in essence to the fact of we knew something was going to happen when we saw the promo, when – Hope and Thomas were in Forest of Creations and all that. And then, of course, I did watch the episode when Hope pushed him and he fell into the vat of water. It was acid, but let's be real. It was water.
1: So No, so I'm still going to argue that it is water. Like, he fell into a vat. So this is my current theory. All right, I don't know spoilers, so I don't know what's going on. But I think when he fell into the acid, he fell into like it already been drained and cleaned out and it was just water like bubbling at that point. I don't think he's dead. I don't think he's disintegrated. I think that was one hundred percent water and that's how they're gonna play it off. That we didn't see him like melting is that like, he did that and then he got out of the water and hid from hope because he's crazy. I don't know. I haven't figured that part out yet.
0: Oh yeah. I think that Matt Atkison is doing very well with this story that he has been yeah. playing for a while and you know, do I think that Pearson could have played this? No. The reason why I feel that way is that I don't think that he could come off smarmy.
1: That's I my I think opinion. I'd be sympathizing with Thomas way more if Pearson was playing the role. Like, I, I think I'd be like, nah, he's not smarmy. I'd hope, I'd, hope why not just, just go with him? Like, it's okay. Just hope, just, just go on. Go you would just push it right back.
0: there in the direction? Yeah, uh, <laughs> just go. Go on. I you, but, you know I think Pearson would have probably played it in a way where, like I said, he wouldn't as you just said he's not smarmy, but it's gonna come off as a sympathetic, charismatic, and you have to side with him. I could see, I would probably see more remorse of the way he treated Douglas if Pearson played him. Yes. Yeah. I could see more. Pearson would have played that up a lot more, showing remorse of how he treated Douglas, if Pearson was playing the part. This way, with Matt playing the part, he acts remorseful, but you know he's not. And I think that's mm-hmm. probably what we're going for. I think. Don't quote me on I that. Probably but that's how I feel when we I'm know watching what it. We're
1: going for. I can't tell what we're supposed to be going for. And that's my problem is I don't know if like, is Thomas the villain of the story? Is he not the villain of the story? Is Am I supposed to be sympathetic with him? Am I, because he lost Caroline or am I supposed to hate him because he's treating hope this way? Like I just, well, it this, feels like every week they change that point of view.
0: Well, this is why I said what I said about it because to me personally, and again, there were people who did not agree with my sentiment, but, I personally felt that the way that those scenes played out, especially when Hope wanted to have custody of Douglas and just basically how she became, I don't want to say obsessed, but she can't
1: attached
0: to him. I don't. I'll say obsessed. Yes. She was a. Uh, you'll say obsessed? Time. No, okay. 100%. You'll say obsessed. it was
1: not. It was not an, a, she was attached to him, but she was unhealthily attached to that child. Like I get want to protect him, but Jesus, let's bond with the child that you just got back. Well, that's oh,
0: why I, I was trying to avoid the word obsessed, but then when I was about to go into that point, that's when I was like, yeah, I have to go back to obsessed because you just got your daughter back how long ago? And now you're shifting all your focus onto a child that calls you mommy hope. And Steffi spoke for me, as well as probably a few other people, when she said the words to Liam, you don't think that's weird? Yep. <laughs> I just sat there. I said, wow, um, yeah, you basically said what I was thinking. I don't know if the writers are trolling us, but I'm sure they were with that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Steffi's been speaking for me in so many things like her point of view mm. in throughout this entire story. It's like, yeah, like I, I, you're reading my mind.
0: Yeah. I honestly, I just, that's, and that's why I felt with the way that this was being played out. It just seemed that the way hope was acting in reference to Douglas and then wanting to insert herself into the situation, it made her a little bit crazy. And I, and even in the scenes, it came off being crazy because even Thomas looked like he was more rational. Yep. And I don't think it was supposed to come off that way because he should not be rational, especially with what had happened prior to this. But he's really coming off as being calm and collected when it comes to hope and, and about Douglas, even though, I'm sure, he probably locked him up somewhere in a storage unit. But...
1: Put that child yeah, in a it's closet. Possible. Like when it aired, I was like, No. Like we even talked about it on uh Artek Bold. It was a question of, you know, did did he really put that baby in the truck closet? And we're like, No, like he probably just said that. She's off with a nanny or like some kids. Like, and then next thing we know, hope's finding this kid literally in a closet playing on an iPad. Like, I I don't have words. I just I don't have words. <laughs> but I, I don't I, I understand are not at all with the acting in this show. Like Anika is knocking it out of the park on a daily basis. Matthew's doing a phenomenal job. That little kid they got playing Douglas, just so oh so he's such an up- oh
0: person. he's so adorable, and I love I love the little boy that plays Douglas so much. He's doing so well, and I really felt for him, especially I really when I watched the episode of when. Douglas berated him to the point where Douglas put his hands up as if Thomas was about to beat him. I literally jumped out of my skin because I was like, oh, my God. I really wanted to snatch that boy from the TV and just hug him because I was so traumatized. So yeah. traumatized. He's doing
1: Unreal. a great that- job. And that's what I doing. Matthew's doing a great job with the story too because I really believe Matthew was – I mean not Matthew, but um, Thomas was literally about to beat that kid. And it wasn't until that moment like he's just – they're just hitting all of the marks, and I I can't like be more proud of the acting on the show than anything else.
0: Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. It's just – running on all eight cylinders with all the actors. And I love that they're doing this with Shauna right now. I, I finally become invested in this character because I was not, and I was ready for her to go. And then when oh, this whole thing happened crazy. with yeah, Ridge and with Ridge and her, I was like, Oh, you now became mm-hmm. viable. I want you to stay. Seriously. As soon as that happened, I said, yeah, girl, you got to stay now because you just became that bitch, and I need you.
1: So (laughs) I
0: said, you are not going anywhere right now.
1: I am here for the triangle, but can we, like, can Rich sleep with somebody? (laughs) So can he just, like, get it in? Because, like, that man has not had sex, and I can't tell you how long. And it's like, this is Rich Forster. Like, he dumped Caroline because she wouldn't give it up to him. And you're going to tell me that now that he's a little bit older and more experienced, he's just like, you know what? Some heavy petting will, will do like, no, like let's just have a story and then have Brooke trying to seduce him back. And like, I'm just saying this is, it's game time.
0: Oh yeah. He's got to get some. And my, my whole, my whole dream was that, and this is just me. I wanted him to finally get some, but like, let's say he was at the bar Someone walks up to him, but we don't see who walks up to him. We just see him looking at the camera, whoever the person on the other end is. And he's like grinning and he says like this comment. And then all of a sudden you see that it pans to his home or his bedroom, wherever he's staying at right now. since he's definitely not staying at Brooks. Um, Shauna makes her way into his bedroom only to find someone in his bed that's not her and it's only to be Taylor.
1: Oh. Yes. i would be here for it 100%. Like that's I I that want, they didn't play that up this last time. I, I wanted like Sorton K and Hunter Tylo. Holy crap, do they have chemistry? Holy
0: I crap. want I want Hunter Tylo to come back as Taylor, get in the sack with Ridge. They do the nasty, and Shauna catches them doing the nasty. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, and I would just sit here and be like, that's a quadrangle that I want. I want that right now. Give that to me right now. That is a thing. Yeah. So yes. Brad, if you're listening, make that happen. Just saying. We we've got
1: to to before, yeah. plenty of it.
0: Yeah, we got we got some we got some story pitches for you. Um, now that Patrick's on, I can't tell him.
1: So <laughs>
0: <laughs> darn. But I I do want to talk about this because I I feel like I should talk about this mainly because I got asked this a lot. I told a lot of people about it. Um, uh, basically, my thoughts on on the subject, but. <sighs> all right, so you are all aware about what's going on at YNR and what's happening with Daniel Goddard being let go from the show. Yes, no, maybe so. Well, if you're not, he, after 13 years, uh, the actor um, went on Twitter and basically had told everybody that he will no longer be on the show um, going forward. Which stunned a lot of people. Some people were not stunned. Some people were upset. Some people were not upset. So, you know, obviously, I got a lot of DMs asking if I was okay. Did I tell you this? I don't think I told you this. No, you did not. I'm interested. No, I I did. I got I got a couple. I got Jillian actually was one of them that sent me a message asking how was I feeling about it. And you know, I—I'll be quite honest. I—I I said I was okay. I was not—I was not upset. I was not devastated, but I wasn't happy either. I was just like here. I—I I guess that's the best answer for it. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: One hundred. You know,
0: it was—it was. It was Yes, there was gonna be a lot of people that were gonna ask you that question, obviously because uh, I did for a very long time. I you know, I did a lot of interviews with him, I did boast about him, I did post about him, I did a lot of things in reference to him and for him. So there was there was a lot of, of things that I did for the guy. And, you know, it was always because I wanted to, not because I had to. You know, I wanted to stand behind him. I wanted to do all this stuff because I wanted to. I like the guy as an actor. I like the guy as a person. Um, so I was going to be doing that stuff. And when the news came out, did I think something was going to happen? Yes, I did. The only reason I thought that is because we weren't seeing him as much, and they weren't giving him anything. And we knew they weren't giving him anything because Crystal wasn't really there anymore. We wa- I wanted to see him venture out of the Lane world, because if he didn't, then he wasn't going to have anything to be written for. Her. They tried numerous yes. times, and and it just never panned out. We know there are rumors about what happened with Tracy and Kane. We know the rumors. We know what happened, um, what was said, really. And I, I just look at it, and I'm going, well, we tried – you know, to make something happen, but I, I can't. I, 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 I would love to see him outside of, of that. They tried to do it with Victoria and Kane too, and it didn't happen. I mean, honestly, I could have seen it with any other person on that show. If if Chris did not want to come back, he could have been with yes, Victoria. Did he could have been see the with, scene with Sharon her even.
1: And um, Amanda, the other day, like Michelle Morgan has chemistry with everything that moves. And, like, there was even a spark there. Like, there's – what makes me upset is I feel like they never committed to trying anything else with Kane. And it may be for a number of reasons. But, like, I can't say I was ever a Kane big fan. Like, I liked Kane and Lily, but I was never, like, a Lane fan. I'm here – I'm not a – I don't watch soaps for the couples. I watch soaps for the story if that makes sense. Yeah. So, give yeah, me a good story does. with the character and I'm here for it. I don't care if you're with this one or that one or as long as you have like a spark in chemistry, then cool, we'll figure it out. But I'm here for the story and I felt like uh, for the since Lily left, they kind of didn't know what to do with Kane. And they tried like did a couple episodes here, a couple episodes there, and if it just didn't light up the world, they just kind of moved on a couple weeks later and then tried something else and then something else and then just nothing. So like I wasn't surprised when this news happened cuz like you said we hadn't we saw the signs, right? They weren't using him as often. They when they were using him he was a talk to. He wasn't driving the story. And it just I I'm hoping to see something bigger and better for Daniel in the future.
0: Yeah, I mean honestly, that's you hit it on the head as far as that was concerned and you know, I've there was an interview that I did with him, and he actually asked, "If if Kane was with Lily, who would you want to see him with?" Which, you know, obviously there were a lot of people who, when they called into that show, they didn't want to hear that question really, because they didn't want to see, they didn't want to talk about it, if Kane being outside of Kane and Lily. But yet, I definitely was about that question, and I said, "Well." Phyllis. I definitely would have
1: liked to be Phyllis. Phyllis. Mm-hmm. Um, with both Phyllis's. I'm like imagining him with both of them.
0: Yeah, God, no, yeah doubt. I, okay. no doubt. No um, doubt. Sharon was another one that I – I actually was the one that said Sharon, actually, when he posed that question. I thought him and Sharon Case would have been great together. And then yeah, I mean I know someone had mentioned Victoria and I know they tried that but it didn't pan out. And it wasn't just because of the Lillian Kane ship, but it was also the Billy and Victoria ship too that was that were against it. So you had two fan bases that really were not feeling this, so it was just it is what it is. But who knows? I mean honestly, I who knows what what can happen something could happen for him in the too distant future. Um, and hopefully it does. You know, I never want anybody to be out of a job. But, you know, I do hope that something do, does come to fruition for him. But it's, it's, it's something, I'll tell you that much. I honestly did it's not expect deep. it. I'll be honest, no. I did not expect it. I did not expect that to come out. Um, while we thought it, I didn't think they were going to do it. I really did not think they were going to do it. And the fact that it did happen, I kind of was taken aback by it. I will be honest. But who said I, that
1: with a little bit of a rest, they won't bring him back? Like, I, this is daytime. Like, stranger things have happened. And maybe a little bit of rest will reboot the character, and they can bring Daniel back bigger and better than ever. Hmm.
0: Yeah, then, who who knows, knows, I, mean, here. I mean, it's a possibility, because then if... God forbid if there are any other writers that come in And they want to utilize it, They probably could You never know So it's just It's daytime You never know in the genre anymore You can't really say anything and Yeah, you, you can't predict
1: eh, You cannot predict unexpected.
0: And that leads us into our next one Huh. How about that time oh, jump? God. Yeah, I know. I want. To, we were. I was so ready to talk about this with you when we were planning this. Yes. I was like, you know, we're talking about this tonight. And I was oh. like, bro, I cannot believe the commotion that happened when everything came out. First, uh, so let's explain what is going on a little bit. So, as you now all are aware, which was already hinted at months ago. Uh, Days of Our Lives was going to do a time jump, a year time jump. And I I think TV source, you guys, were actually the ones that brought it to the forefront first because that's who
1: I first heard it from. We were one of the first to hint at it, but we didn't explicitly say it. So I I was big on – I don't want to say anything until the show says something because I don't want to ruin the story because that's one of Ron's things. He's not or spoilers, right? So I was like, yeah. nope, we're just going to be quiet until yeah. they say something. And then I think it was an interview with um Dietra Hall and Drake that first let it out. And then, I mean, it was out on Twitter before then, but that interview, I think it was She Knows, I think, that did it first, and then it just like exploded everywhere, culminating in a big promo, and finally the episodes.
0: And finally the episodes. Um, not to mention that Australia was a week ahead, but yeah. Whatever. <laughs> I'm like, ooh, someone's lost their job. But <laughs> but the main thing that a lot of people were getting into a huge frenzy about was the T V line article that came out first, where it was announced that the show released the actors from their contracts and they kind of led it with the question, Is the days uh, end near? And I just sat there and I went, oh, no, not again. So I literally for maybe a good solid hour just stared at this article, and I just said, um, yes, yes, it was factual information, but a lot of it I felt was getting a lot of these fans really upset about stuff that was already put out there. So, for one thing, it mentioned about how the actors were going to be going on hiatus. And we already knew that. We had already had heard that the actors were going on hiatus. The actors already knew they were going to be on hiatus for several months. They already knew they were going to be on hiatus for several months. It was put out there already. They even made it known they were going to be on hiatus for several months. And that they were going to resume, apparently resume taping in the new year. Um, especially since they're eight months ahead already. And I'm assuming they want to do this hiatus to try to slowly catch back up because there's so much ahead. I know it's a cost-effective issue from what they're explaining this as, but that's what we were told. And you had actually asked me the question about when it came to contracts as far as do the actors get paid by episode or do they get paid by when they film? I believe if you're on contract, you're paid by episode.
1: See, that's what I was always under the uh, assumption contract. It's episode recurring or guest or whatever it's day. Right. Oh Um, yeah. No.
0: So I did know that about recurring because someone, yeah. Um, yeah, someone was on the show and they did mention that if you were a recurring actor, you only get paid for the days you worked.
1: So with that in mind, I I'm not. I still think Daisy's gonna get renewed, 100%. Still, still in the optimistic part there. But so is everybody else, as well
0: as as well as people. First of all, you have people coming out and saying that they believe that. NBC is going to renew it. That's a mainstream media that's coming out and saying they think Days is going to be renewed. People.com said that. People.com said
1: that. I it also sat there and. Cause I felt like, is this going to be a whole. And it, 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 helped, it helped knowing that the actors knew about going off contract way before now. That was the only thing I wasn't sure about. But the at the, first, my thought was, is this the Susan Lucci? Situation again, where she's going around telling people, "Oh no, we're not getting canceled," and meanwhile, they get canceled. But knowing so that, is, actually, and you know what, someone actually said, made me feel better.
0: You, you know, I, <laughs> I thought about that instance because someone brought it up in my mentions, and it wasn't you; it was someone else actually. And I was looking at it, and I, I remember to this day when Susan Lucci was on the talk and she was promoting her book and she had mentioned about when it came to the cancellation and she had mentioned that she thought it was, it was done by a blogger with an agenda and it always stuck with me because Jamie Giddens was pretty much the one that she was talking about because he had mentioned it on his podcast that Susan Lucci talked about him and in that in that in that light because i guess he was really the one that kind of put it out there that it's probably possibly on the bubble and i remember him hinting about it because they were coming up with a story to try to save the show or at least bring attention to the show and that was the tale of two ericas So. Oh, about that. Yeah. So when I, I yeah. I blacked out a lot of names. <laughs> so yeah, that was really why when he began his um, his post in reference to all my children be on the bubble and trying to bring attention to it, um, that was really the story. Um, and I was just like, I remember, I remember that whole scenario when Susan did go and say that they weren't going anywhere, it wasn't going to happen, and it was going to be here. But the main difference is, Franz was known to want to get rid of its soaps. Franz was trigger happy in getting rid of his daytime soap programming. He did it three times, three. Three times. He did it to search for tomorrow, not once, but twice. Number one, he wanted to get rid of that show. Not once, but twice. He did it when it was at CBS. He did it again when it went to NBC. Twice. He wanted to get rid of that. He was known for wanting to get rid of all my children and one life to live. He was known. He wanted to get rid of that. He wound up doing it. And not one but two in one day. Franz wanted to get rid of those shows. He wanted to keep GH on the air. He didn't want to keep it on there for long, but he wanted to keep it on there for a while. So he was known to be a soap killer because he wanted to get rid of those shows. And it's been that way for years. He really did. And that was my main difference to when everybody was like saying when there's smoke there's fire. No, there's not. That's this this is completely different than what happened years ago to what's happening now. Is because one we didn't hear anybody talk about the fact that those shows were going to get canceled or they were on the bubble from any press whatsoever. The only one that really came out and said something was Jamie Giddens. That was it. Mm-hmm. No one else really had any inklings about what was happening at all. No one. And if they did, no one said anything. It was all kept to the vest until the day of the announcement of the cancellation. No one said a thing. We all knew that Brian Fraud wanted to get rid of his ABC Daytime soap opera lineup. We knew that was a thing. We knew that's what he wanted to do. We were very well aware of that. The main difference here, NBC does not want to get rid of it, and they've gone on record saying they don't want to get rid of that show for years, especially on years when everybody thought it was going to go away. NBC came right out and said they don't want to get rid of it. They want to keep it, and they want to find ways to keep it. And now with the fact that we had the actors who knew that they were going to be going on hiatus, we have People.com coming out and saying they are definitely probably on the cusp of getting a renewal. They are very positive about it. The actors are positive about it. We're kind of positive about it because we have no reason to not sit here and say that they are going to be going away. They're not giving us any reason to. Yes, they don't have a contract. That just means that I mean they are able to get other work in the meantime if they don't want to sit around and do absolutely nothing for several months. But the network it'll is be very optimistic. But yes, yeah. What's that?
1: I was saying it'll just be interesting to see. But like I said, the network is the network's fully supporting it. So
0: the network is very supportive of it. The network's very supportive of it. If they weren't, I'll be honest. If they weren't, I wouldn't have expected to see an SNL parody of Days of Our Lives in the cold open on Saturday. Not even to, not even to mention that the late night re-airing of an old episode. If you saw that. It was the answer that Jerry Seinfeld hosted and he talked about Princess Gina in the cold open.
1: I will say the Go best big. thing about all this cancellation news is all of the press has gotten. Like oh, absolutely yeah. everybody has talked about it from your local news to international news to comedians. Like I don't know if you saw the Josh Prey little skit, but like there's so many people just talking about the show again and that's the time they everybody was
0: retweeting that with josh i was like so enamored at the fact that everybody was retweeting it i really was and as you said that the fact that everybody is talking about it in mainstream media not just online but also with local and international news and the evening news and everything of the sort around it 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 makes me look at it in such a way and in, in, in this fashion that because of the fact that it's getting this much attention and this much press, I don't think they're going to get rid of it for that reason. Now, <laughs> I really don't. It, I mean, it it garnered so much attention. It garnered it to be trending on Twitter for how many days? Yeah. I don't think that's, cancellation is going to be a thing for them. And the fact that the network is even standing behind it, I don't see it going anywhere. I really don't. Agreed. So my feeling for all those fans that feel that the fact that TM, TMZ's article pissed me off so much when that came out, I wasn't even mad about TV line. I was mad at TMZ's article that, was just absolutely
1: We ridiculous. remember the cast and crew of Days of Our Lives. Rest in peace. Oh yes. What yeah they're not hmm. dead. The show's not canceled Like, bro okay. uh, are
0: they are they gone? when did they die and I didn't know. Why was I not there at their funeral? Um why are you writing this puff piece making it seem like that they're dead and gone when they're still here Dude, it was just absolutely ridiculous, and it just made things a lot worse. You know, I, I I just sat here and I went, it's not canceled yet. Why are you talking as if it is canceled? It's already dead and gone and already dead and buried. It's not. We're not going to hear any news about it getting renewed until next year. I think it's mid-February, early March. We won't hear that announcement. We still have another three months. Before we know anything, and honestly, I think it's going to be something in the positive light, and that's just it. So, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I well, appreciate okay. the fact that the fans were, you know, vocal about this situation, but I, I'm I'm just going to sit here and honestly say that. Hang tight, just sit and hang tight. I promise you. It'll work itself out in the next three months. (laughs) That's all I can say. I mean, my boss today even was like asking about how I was feeling because he said he heard on the news that it was canceled. I said, I had to sit him down and go, "Kirk, it it hasn't been canceled. I'm okay. Trust me. You will know. know. You will know." If it were canceled, I would have told you. So (laughs) it's amazing. It's really amazing that they're so concerned about my well-being. And I'm just like, dude, it's fine. Trust me. It's fine.
1: (laughs) Yep. Very much so.
0: Yes. Hilarious. And then we didn't even talk about GH yet. Is Is there a point to talk about GH at the moment?
1: Oh well, maybe they're is. new
0: writers. Maybe they're Yeah. I honestly there is something to talk about it with the new yes, the new writers. Uh, they promoted women. and then they brought in Dan O'Connor and you know, someone had asked me, I think it was Jen, she asked me what I think of Dan, and I said, Honestly, he's a dude that likes history and he is definitely one that will use it to his advantage with the show. I've I've had plenty of conversations with him when I've seen him and he's he's all about nostalgia. He, he, he will play that to the hilt. And I already told him, I was like, he already won brownie points with me when he told me he loved Buffy.
1: <laughs> hey, I, that's another show you got me to watch.
0: Mm. Yeah, as soon as he told me that he was a Buffy fan... I immediately became a fan for life of, of Dan O'Connor. He told me that. And then when he, he noticed my tweets, when I talked about TNBC, I said, you, 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 you watch this. And bro, it was just, it was game on. And I was like, dude, I will support that man, <laughs> but he's very good at what he does. And I know that there were days when he, when I would know he would write, I was like, I know this is the Dan O'Connor show. So I definitely love the fact that there was a vast, slight improvement with the show once Dan stepped in at the helm as co-head writer with Chris Van Etten. Uh One of the things that someone had pointed out, which was a scene I did watch, there was just so much chemistry with Carly and Jax again. I mean, Laura Wright and Ingo they got a spark and I saw more chemistry with them than I did with Carly and Sonny. I really did. I'm like, why are you not back in Jack's orbit again? Right. I mean, it was just amazing. I, I just loved that they had that interaction and just, I just looked at it and I said, I loved her Carly and, and Jax. Like, why is this not the thing anymore? And I love the fact that they brought back Nicholas. Um, the, the actor that's playing him now is very good. He's very talented, and I love the fact that he's a newcomer uh, to the daytime to the daytime world. And he's doing a very, very wonderful job in the role. And that was another thing that impressed me, that they did find a way to bring him back. Um, another thing was that they are bringing back the character of Brooklyn with Amanda Seton in the role. And I just... It just—it seems like they're bringing back the next generation of of, of, of established families, which I think is pretty cool. That—that's what they're doing, and I think that's also what was missing in in recent years. And the fact that Dan is doing that is a huge—it's a huge asset to the show right now. Um, the fact that they even brought back Brad Maul in those episodes—that was intense too. I loved that, and Ava. Um, everything with Ava recently, especially Sonny not being Sonny to Ava. That was kind of impressive. Not what I expected.
1: Very much so. Those scenes, first time I think I've liked Sonny in a decade. Like, I think so. Literally I mean,
0: amazing work. I, don't get me wrong. I mean, I think everyone knows that I... Been a, a, a I liked Mo for a while, but it was just, there were instances where I said about Sonny, I said, is he's a complete jackass at the moment. But I did love the fact that he actually was not being a jerk to Ava. First time for everything. I personally loved Sonny, aside from his original heyday. I loved when Ron wrote for him because he had some humor to him. He had some, he, he had, he was funny in some things. And and I just remember like there was an instance of the nurses ball. I just looked at it and I said, I've never really seen Sonny be a humorous guy in a long time. Like he had lines in in these shows where he actually is funny and I've never seen him be this way for a while and I thought that was bad, impressive so it is definitely something that I do miss I do hope that they bring back a lot of the humor into the show because the show can be very dark Um, it needs a lot of romance because it definitely was lacking in that for a while Um, I think that if you're bringing back characters of established families that we want to see, I think that's a huge step in the right direction. And they, yeah. um, upping the teen scene a little bit. Um, I think that's also um, very much needed. Um, we can stop talking about Oscar. That's one thing you can do.
1: Thank God. Mm,
0: I'm over it. That's one thing that we do. I'm so over it. And as much as I love Tamron Braun, I'm ready for Kim to get going. I really am. I wouldn't have felt this way about the character if you didn't try to rape somebody, and then you're trying to play the victim. Your your clapback at Julian calling him a murderer would have been a lot more effective if you didn't try to rape another dude in an elevator.
1: Yep, and I, then that's that's all it is. And,
0: well, yeah, and then, and then to top that all off, then you get with your good friend's husband because he has Drew's memories. Because you are in mourning, you're grieving. That's not a thing, love. That's really not. I. I that's not even Drew. That's a whole other person. That, you, that that doesn't even make sense to me. And I'm just like, well, yeah, she's got to get going. And uh, yeah, I can't wait to uh, see her go. I mean, I'm sorry, not sorry, but you know what, Ron? She
1: can come back today.
0: I'm like, Ron. You can bring Ava back if you want. I'm not opposed to it.
1: I'm just saying we saw Av in one of those rooms back in Nashville.
0: You never know in the soap world. Roth could have done something to bring her back to life, because you know he did with someone. So <laughs> I'm just saying, Ava could easily go back to Salem. I'm just hoping that that could be a thing. Maybe it could be a thing. So we'll see. You never know.
1: Oh, it's to Stay tuned.
0: I guess so. And we'll just have to keep watching what's coming up with this time jump because honestly it's the most interesting thing that I've ever seen for a U.S. show. I mean, I know we dealt with a lot of flash forwards and Hollyoaks, but the fact that we're able to do this on a on a U.S. soap is pretty cool. In fact, that Ron wanted this done beforehand when he was at GHN One Life to Live, and it never happened, that says a lot. And I just love the fact that it someone was more receptive to the idea so i think that's pretty cool
1: exactly exactly and days it fits days so
0: i think they yeah it. i i agree i agree it does fit days more so than with the other ones i think and yeah it days is known for that kind of material so i think it 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 would mesh well for them and I think it's interesting. I think it's going to be interesting to see what's going to come from this and uh, with the whole thing involving Adrian's death and uh, going forward with that and see what happens. I'm I'm just excited for what's to come. So um, we need to do this again because we can talk about – we can talk about soaps all day about what's going on. I mean we probably should make that a thing. I think we should make this a thing. We probably should okay, just do, will like, make it a thing, I think we'll make it a thing, yeah, they won't make it a thing, so yeah, stay tuned for that we might we might have some more uh uh details coming about that. We probably might be doing a one oh one about what's the latest going ons and all the soap world, like with all the news that's breaking comes and goings and what we've seen with the shows. I think we should do that. I think we should probably do that,
1: well, sounds like a plan.
0: I think so. So, and then, well, uh, iron out
1: specifics. You
0: know, so, I think so. so then. And then you got to get your seven <laughs> podcasts up and seven rolling. And so, there's also that.
1: Seven and growing.
0: And growing. Uh, excuse me. Sorry. And growing. So, yeah, man, I, I'm excited. Let's let's do let's do it. Absolutely. We'll uh, we'll we'll get together and iron that out and figure something
1: out. Very cool. Well, thank you for having me. I had a Absolutely. lot of fun. Absolutely.
0: Well, I did too. After such a long time, and we've never done one of these, and we finally got to sit and do one of these.
1: Yeah, it's it's my fault. But you know what? That's okay. It, Absence made the heart grow fonder, and it was well worth the wait. It kind of did. I'm going to agree with you.
0: And this was this was great time. I really enjoyed it, and I really hope we get to do it again soon.
1: Very cool. Well, until then.
0: I'll see you on Twitter. See you on Twitter. Bye. Bye. From Twitter to iHeartRadio, Buzzworthy is everywhere, everywhere. Miss the show? Log on to buzzworthyradiocast.com for past shows and videos of some of your favorite stars. Stay connected to Buzzworthy Radio.